Hello and welcome to Mikey Pod. This is episode 208. Today is May 28th, 2016. And of course, there's a siren going off right now. It's uh, summer-ish. It's getting there. My windows are open. The AC is not turned on yet. Uh, so you're going to hear outside noises. Actually, I don't know. You don't hear that many noises from outside. Did you even hear that siren? <laughs> is this just me going on about a siren that you can't even, the mic isn't even picking up? I'm pretty sure it picked it up. Anyway, hi. Welcome to the show. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, apologies for that. Thank you for still listening, those of you that are. Uh, there's also allergies happening. This, let me get all the complaints out of the way. I'm I'm not hot, but I, I'm not, I'm definitely not comfortable with the temperature as it is right now. I'm feeling a little, uh, you know, it's just not, it's not my time. It's not my time of year. Not loving it. I'm having allergies. Um, as my, I, I'm not sweating, but I'm that gross feeling when it's warm out. Bring me some winter, bring me some fall, bring me beginning of spring. But then I start, I'm already freaking out about the summer when, when spring comes around. So let's just keep it to August to April. What? What's it called? Autumn. And winter. That's not what we're here for. My guest today is Duncan Flaster. You have heard him on the show before, some years ago. Um, and this podcast interview that you'll hear is a little bit, uh, it's been, it's a little dusty. Let's put it that way. Um, I interviewed him. I had my momentum going with the show. And as happens, and it's just a part of my podcast ability right now, uh, other things came to the forefront, such as doing a, a work in progress performance of the animal show. You've heard about it here before, um, and you can read more about it on michaelherron.com, which is my main website. Oh, P.S., I'm a composer and a performance artist and a storyteller. and I, It's someone who doesn't believe that they are doing all of those things. <laughs> so uh, that's all coming up, and it happened, and uh, something cool is happening. I was asked by uh, the Queerly Festival, particularly my friend Kevin R. Free, who you have also heard on the show, to curate a live night of music for the Queerly Festival, which is, I think this is just the second year that they've done this. Just do a slight microphone adjustment, forgive me. And um, where was I? Yeah, so this is coming up June 27th. So what I'm going to do is uh, I have four guests and myself who will all be performing solo work. Um, <clears throat> well, let me give you the rundown. Uh, we have Eve Baglarian, who's been on the show a couple of times. Um, we have Duncan Flaster, who you'll be hearing today. And uh, you heard him a while back. A while back, back yonder. Uh, let me back up. Eve Beglarian is a composer. She's a new music composer, um, post-genre. I heard that description for new music, and I kind of like it. Post-genre composer. I, I, I'm calling her that. I don't know that that's the name she would give herself. Uh, she, I'm super psyched she's doing this. So Eve will be performing. Duncan will be doing some of his amazing ukulele um, magic uh, Victoria Liberatori, which she's a performance artist, and she and I are going to collaborate on something uh, that we don't know what it is yet. It's going to be very improvisational, which is pushing boundaries for both of us, and it's pretty exciting. Um, I'll be doing some sound, art, music creation while she's there. And also, finally, this guy, Will Shishmanian, who I could well be mispronouncing his last name. Uh, in fact, I'm going to try to get him on the show soon so we can talk about him and see what he's all about. Um, I want to say singer-songwriter, but for his music is a little beyond that. I think of singer-songwriter being a little, you know. Uh, but um, his music is great. It's vibrant. It's exciting. And it's going to be a fun night. So what's going to happen? It's uh, 
June 27th at 8 p.m. at the Crane Theater here in New York City. And uh, it's going to be in front of an audience, of course, because it's a show. But I'm going to record the entire evening and then podcast it. So it's going to be a live podcast. I'm going to interview each performer for a little bit. And um, it's going to be super fun. I'm really excited about this. So put that on your calendars. Get tickets. They're available now. Uh, You can go to michaelherron.com, look at my calendar, and uh, those dates. (coughs) Excuse me. You can see those dates. Did I mention the allergies? Did I mention the other (laughs) siren that's going by now? You can hear that one, right? Anyway, we should get on to things with uh, my next guest. Uh, But before we do, I always love to play a little music. And here is something from uh, one of my favorite Houston bands. uh, Some folks I owe a remix to. This shame. Uh, There's so much of it. Uh, This track is the latest from the Wheelworkers. Houston-based, brilliant. This track is called Silly Boy. And after this, we'll hear from Duncan Flaster.
joining me now on the show is playwright Duncan Flaster, who has won numerous awards for his plays, including The Underpants Godot, Messing with the Kid, 1,460 Sketches of Your Left Hand, The Empress of Sex, The Taint of Equality, uh, and more. And he's got published plays. He has a Naughty Jewish Boys calendar at NaughtyJewishBoys.com. So many things. I was going to like cut down the uh, uh, bio, which I guess I sort of am. You should look at it at uh, DuncanFlaster.com. Um, but part of the reason I want to talk to Duncan today, who I should say welcome to. Hello, Duncan. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thanks. Glad to be here. Um, I get your email uh, when you send out your uh, newsletter, and every time I'm like, how does this happen? You are always writing and performing, and people are performing your work. Um, so it hit me I should talk to you about some of this stuff. But before we do, maybe we should do some background. Duncan and I have been friends, uh, like internet friends for eons, seemingly. Live Journal was where we first met, yeah? Yeah, OG Live Journal. Yeah, I always think of that as like my dark days because I was still living in Texas. Like, what's happening? Why is my life like this? Uh, and you were one of those people I would see writing about living in New York City and being a working artist that I was like, yeah, that guy's doing it. Uh, so you've been writing plays for most of your life, I, I'm guessing, yeah? Yeah, uh, I trained as an actor, and so I was planning to do that for most of my life, Uh like as a kid, but then uh, once I got into college, I started to realize that the plays that I wanted to be in didn't actually exist. And so if somebody was going to write them, it would have to be me. So I sort of uh. made a transition about 15 years ago. And I still act every once in a while when somebody's like, hey, come be in my play. I'm like, all right. But uh, yeah, I try to concentrate on the writing because uh, if I get into a show, that ends up like being two months when I don't really get to write anything because I'm at rehearsals or whatever. What um when you were doing those plays and realizing that you needed to write the plays you wanted to to see or be in, so what was missing from those plays that you were in that that made you want to start writing plays? Well, there's like a lot of uh, theories that Shakespeare was gay and put like coded messages into some of his scripts and that kind of thing. I was like, why wouldn't you just write the messages? And I was like, as like an out man, I was like, I could just write my own Shakespeare play. And like I've written a couple of plays in iambic pentameter in Shakespearean style that have out characters, uh, trans characters, stuff like that. I feel like I'm really into taking older forms of uh, theater and like rewriting them for a new, a new world. And you've been really prolific and successful at that. Do you have like a uh, a routine that you do where you're like an everyday thing or a certain time of day thing, anything like that? Uh, I used to. Um, honestly, people keep telling me how prolific I am, but I feel like I'm a slacker a lot of the time. Because if I really like applied myself, I'd get so much more done. But yeah. uh, <laughs> I, I had uh, I do have a playwright group that meets every week. We meet every Monday and uh, read like ten to twenty pages of each other's work out loud and give each other critique. And having that kind of um, uh, pressure to like produce something every Monday really helps in getting sitting down at the computer and like getting stuff done. Um, yeah. Do you, do you find yourself on like Sunday freaking out and like, like pounding something out or it? Uh, sometimes it, I've done uh, it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, I, I'm like learning about myself that I set deadlines for myself 
And then it's like, okay, get to work, get to work. You better work, you better work. And then suddenly it's like, oh, fuck, I got to work. And it's that panic that gets me going. And I would love to not work like that. But I don't know, is that what your experience is too? Uh, I try to be better about it. But yeah, sometimes that is the experience. Uh, that's but, but that's what deadlines are for. I mean, I have a... Uh, a script reading coming up on June 11th that uh, I need to finish the play, tighten it up, make it better because people are going to be reading it out loud. So uh, I need to get on that. So I've been very good actually the last uh, couple of weeks of like sitting down every couple of days and making sure I write something on it to get it out there. Yeah. Um, cool. Do you do like early mornings, nighttime, or is it, am I seeking a routine that isn't there? Uh, I usually do early mornings. I find that's easiest. I mean, like that's why day job stuff works at like 9am. Like I get my coffee yeah. going, I sit on the computer and I'd start writing and yeah, I find that's best. Although I have done some late night stuff and I, I right. have a couple of times done four hour play festivals where, uh, at like eight o'clock at night, I'll get like two, uh, a bunch of headshots and like a suggestion of something to write and go home, write it. And then at eight o'clock the next morning, they give the script to the actors. And then at eight o'clock that night, they do it. And that's always fun. So I've written, I've burned the midnight oil a couple of times on those. I'm just running down your, your email. This is the email that, uh, that, that I got that I was like, ah, I don't, I, I wonder if that's just something we all go through, like feeling like, what's wrong with me? Look at this guy. He's got all this stuff. And Lamont's book called Bird Over Bird, which is about writing. And there's like a whole section on like professional jealousy and not judging yourself by other people. It's a really great book. But yeah, I <laughs> it's, I look at it's on my shelf with uh, dust on it. I haven't read it yet. It's really great. But yeah, I do the uh, same cool. thing. Friends of mine who are more successful than I am and I shake my fist and I'm like, no, no, that's cool. We're all on our own thing, man. <laughs> you know, I don't feel like I get jealous of people's success so much i think it's more just like instead of getting jealous i just like tell myself i'm a terrible person ah. <laughs> which is not really helpful um uh, yeah so i want to talk a little bit about the uh, naughty jewish boys calendar that oh, yeah. is um i should have done a little bit more research on this i want to say you've done it for two years or is, is are there more than just two we're going into our third year now. So uh, give, me a, give me a quick rundown. You're the creator and head photographer for the Naughty Jewish Boys calendar. What is it? Uh, well, a couple of years ago, I was joking around on Facebook uh, saying, well, I had seen this really hot uh, cashier at B&H, which is a uh, Orthodox-run photography company in town. And I had been sent there uh, for my job a couple of times. And uh, I was like, why isn't there like a pinup calendar for hot Jewish guys and um, people are like oh you should do that and I didn't I was like well I have a camera and I took photography classes in college I could I could probably do that and I put an ad on Craigslist uh, looking for models just to see if anybody would be interested in that and uh, the next day jewschool.org like just posted the Craigslist ad on their blog and said oh isn't this funny and then <laughs> I had uh, Hebe.com, uh, Hebe Magazine contacted me for an interview. It was like mentioned in the uh, the Times of Israel, where they interviewed uh, this uh, Orthodox guy who had modeled for American Apparel. 
And he was like, I don't know why people would want to see naked Jewish boys, but if you like that, go for it. And uh, so I got all kinds of press for that. And then I got cease and desist letters from the nice Jewish guys calendar saying that uh, I was stepping on their copyright or their trademarked name, rather, not the copyright. Uh, And basically, they don't really have a leg to stand on because you can't copyright the concept of nice Jewish guys. And uh, they really could only take nice and boys, nice and guys, and I am naughty Jewish boys, and that's an entirely different thing, and you can't really copyright Jewish. So um, they didn't really have anything to do, but I think it got them a lot of press, and I think that was their main idea, was bringing the Streisand effect to that, where you want to say, no, no, don't do this, you'll draw more attention to it. Yeah, did uh, and all of that press happened before you even did the calendar, right? Just just from the Craigslist ad. Yeah, I I had started taking some photos after the Craigslist ad because I did get a whole bunch of models, but then all that uh, the cease and desist letters got the most uh, press from it, and it just sort of snowballed after that. I it was in uh, the New York Post, and I was on CBS News. And I was all over the place for a while, two years ago. Oh, my God. I missed uh, the CBS News thing. I need to go back and Google your name, find some awesome stuff. Yeah, I I just made a uh, uh, YouTube for the Naughty Jewish Boys calendar, and that has that up there. And we'll have something special for Hanukkah, but uh, there's really nothing there right now except the, the news story. Uh, cool. So, oh my gosh, somebody, I'm making myself another list, another note of something to link on the podcast, uh, YouTube for Naughty Jewish Boys. Uh, this is so great. You do so much. Yeah, you totally are prolific. (laughs) You must listen to the others when they say this. Um, the word I hear the most from people. They're like, how, why do you write so much? Um, is it like one of the things that, that I'm sort of like trying to get my head around is, um, when I'm, when I, when I have to work, I forget that like, oh, I started doing this cause I like it. <laughs> you know, like once I sit down and start writing or working on music, it's this weird moment of like, why did I not want to do this? This is fun. <laughs> you know, it's, it's an interesting thing. Like, I, I guess I get in like, do, do your work mode instead of have your fun and play around mode yeah i don't know it, there's uh, another self-help artist book called the war of art where uh, he calls that resistance and uh i don't know if it's like a fear of wanting to be successful or a fear of what will happen if you like actually want to achieve your dreams but like making an effort to actually like do the things you want to do is sometimes really hard and that's a weird thing but you just got to power through it and do it yeah and set deadlines <laughs> so you have to. <laughs> and, um, I, and another thing I used to do, which sometimes helps, uh, I used to like make it a ceremony when I would write, where I would like only drink a certain kind of coffee, and I would light candles and like scented candles and like other stuff, and make it like sort of a I am now sitting down to do this. And so every time I would start lighting the candles and getting the coffee, I would sort of get into the right frame of mind to do that. And uh, I sort of moved past that, but every once in a while, I'll still light some candles. If I've had like a whole lot of resistance, I'll like go back to the that thing, and it, and it does help. Oh, that's a good idea. 
I'm taking it. I'm doing it. I have some. Uh, I have some incense up in here. I'll use some of that. That'll like the smell. But but only use uh, like one smell of incense just for writing, just for composing. And that's the thing. So when you have that, you know that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. and that let me like have yeah. The, I don't know the smart words about what happens with that, but you just get used to it. You get used to the smell and it makes you want to write. So cool. Uh, all right. Well, thanks so much for joining me on the show. Uh, once again, you are at DuncanFlaster.com and that's P-F-L-A-S-T-E-R. Yes. Um, and NaughtyJewishBoys.com for info on the calendar. Other links will be included in the um, podcast blog post at mikeypod.com. Uh, thanks for joining us, Duncan. Thanks for having me.
is a precious ring given to us by love to polish and shine with all we learn, with all we earn. Like perhaps forgiving others and getting on with loving ourselves instead. And shining will be the eyes of your friends, holding your perfection when you can't, when you recant your soul. And Descend into darkness on your way to the miracle of spring. The gift of your sensitivity is truly a gift. Though you'll be told it's a weakness, a handicap. In fact, you'll be the sand of the ocean before we see it. This also means, though, you'll be standing in the village square, feeling nauseous and deaf. Just be picking up what's left after all the hangings that took place there. Oh, my darling, when things don't make sense, when things feel desperate and insane, all beauty doomed. Remember the choice that's always yours to make. In the blink of an eye, the all-seeing eye. You can choose to change coal into diamonds with compassion and love and greater understanding instead. And as we learn to do such things with all our heart and soul and might, with the intensity of single sight, we'll see things we've never seen before. Turn you on. Let whatever makes you dark and dull and drained be gone. Even if people criticize and say you're wrong, this makes for a life that's beautiful and bright. A life that shines with your own light. A life where you wake up every day excited to be up and on your way. Makes for love of this world, where separation has no place, is replaced by the sound of bells and wings and the upsweep to grace. Bells and wings and the upsweep to grace. Bells and wings and the upsweep to grace. Bells and wings. Oh, darling, there's a man, there's a man a knocking on your door at midnight these And so we conclude another lovely episode of the Mikey Pod podcast. Thank you for listening today. Thank you to my guest, Duncan Flaster. P.S. That was Jane Sibri. 
the glorious one from her album Ulysses Purse. Pretty new. It's uh, just a couple months old. I think that's my favorite track on the album. It's so great. M-O-R-A-G. Mirage. Is that how you would spell that? Or pronounce that? Uh, you can check her out. JaneSibri.com. If there's anything on the podcast that you're curious about and you didn't have time to write down, just stop by MikeyPod.com and you can find links to pretty much anything you'll need to know. Shoot me an email at MikeyPod at gmail.com. Do take a moment and review this podcast on iTunes. That would really help make it more visible. And if you're in New York City, please make a point of coming on uh, June 27th to the live podcast. I'm super excited about doing that. I've never done anything like that before. It's going to be great. Really great performers, including Duncan, who you heard today. So uh, next week, my guest will be Will... Will, I'm, uh, hopefully he'll train me on how to pronounce his last name. He's one of my guests uh, that I'm super excited about. I have yet to meet him, but he will be uh, performing at the live podcast as well. So uh, tune in for that next week and MikeyPod.com, MichaelHeron.com for more information about me. And I think that's everything. Thanks for listening. <laughs>